I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hi, hello, and welcome in to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Karaski Melvin. Tonight's softball season underway. What are some expectations for the team? All right, plus we're going to find out what Louisiana women's head basketball coach Gary Broadhead was doing before he was coaching. But first, baseball. Louisiana picked fourth this season in a release from the Sunbelt Conference. That was earlier in the week. Southern Miss, the team that lost to the eventual national champs in Ole Miss, hotty toddy, uh, in the Supers, picked to finish first. Sorry, guys. It never, never leaves you. Uh, Louisiana, which finished 37 and 23 and captured the Sunbelt Conference Tournament Championship, picked to finish fourth, as we said, in that poll. But Julian Brock, Carson Rockford getting preseason recognition in the Sunbelt. And with some new additions in the conference this season, the Cajuns made some scheduling adjustments. Head coach Matt Dex believes a stronger conference is made by scheduling non-conference matchups that makes it more favorable. The team ready to build upon last year's success. No disrespect to anyone. It's a good schedule. It's more in line with what you will see in the SEC, ACC, Big 12, uh, knowing that your league is going to carry RPI for you. Uh, and so I think the matchups are a little more what we need uh, midweek, uh, weekend-wise, the four non-cons, although really challenging. Uh, you know, it's not Arkansas in 20-degree temperatures. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's a schedule, back to your point, George, that uh, that was because of the league, and, and I'm excited about that, that we were able to do that. First, we're all really excited to get after it, you know, playing somebody else besides inter-squatting every day. Uh, yeah, we're very excited to get after it February 17th in, in Houston against Rice. It's going to be, like Coach Dex was saying, it's a very good jumping-off point for us to get our feet wet back in the season, you know, get back in the swing of things. So we're all very excited about that. I think guys understand that the expectation isn't merely getting into a regional. It's about, you know, doing something more and about, you know, doing something special, you know, bringing this team back where it was last year and beyond. We're not gonna, we're not satisfied with where we were last year. Um, we expect to do more. We don't, we're not hoping to go to a Super Regional or go play Omaha. Like we expect to go do these things. Based off of last year, I think a lot of people are excited for this year, um, where we left off last year. Uh, like Coach said, it's a jumping off point. And I think a lot of people took notice from last year and, and are excited for this year. I'm super excited. Um, should be a good one. I expect it to be a good one. Uh, the guys are prepared. Uh, we're ready to go. All right, Louisiana will have 33 home games this year. And did you know the Cajuns, one of two, uh, one of uh, the group, two group of five teams that were in the top 10 in attendance last year? Wow. From members of the baseball team, being part of Cajun Nation <laughs> and having them root them on <laughs> serves good. as a boost on the MLT Moore field. Well, obviously it's an honor, and I can't thank those people enough for what they do. And I think um, kind of an X factor for this team is that guys want to be here. Like, this was the dream school for a lot of our guys. I know for me it was, like, moving to Louisiana when I was 14 years old, and the 2014 team was having the run that they were. Like, they were the number one team in the country. And being able to move here and, you know, see guys from my hometown, being able to sign here and be a part of the culture, um, 
it's the same way for a lot of our guys. A lot of the Louisiana guys, our roommate, Heath Hood, I mean, he's from White Oak, Texas, and this is always his dream school as well. And it's special. Like, you don't have to, you know, bring guys along or have them buy into the process. Like, guys are just so ingrained into what this place stands for, for this city. Like, our guys are willing to die behind this city. And I know that they would do the same as well. And I think that that's a special thing and something that you won't find anyplace else. It's huge, especially to have 33 home games here is going to be huge for us. Um, something like playing here in uh, this environment. It's like playing at home. So, you know, to have that environment and uh, to have 33 home games here is, is going to be absolutely huge. So to have their support uh, day in and day out is, is going to be a, uh, it's really going to, you know, provide energy for us. It brings so much confidence to know that uh, you turn around and look behind you. Uh, all these people are here to see you and your team perform and uh, win a ball game. Um, gives us so much energy and, like I say, confidence to achieve any goal we have. All right, let's go to softball now where the 24th ranked Raging Cajuns, their season underway. Coach Jerry Glasgow told me last week on this show, Inside Cajun Nation, he's got a talented group. But that group, an unproven one. The similarities are there between this team and the 2020 team that finished the season number one in RPI when COVID hit. Coach Glasgow says that that team had experienced proven talent from all over the country. This team has youthful talent that gets to prove their worth when the season starts. Make no mistake about it, these young players will need to have a major impact on the team to ensure success. What we need to get over this next hump is you know, you go back in history and you look like it, you guys don't remember, but the 1980, 81, 82 Oakland A's, you know, they win the World Series every year and their team batting average 249, you know. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Like, guys, I just want, I want warriors that know how to go out on that field and some way manufacture a win. And not go out on the field expecting a win to come to them. Expect to go out and manufacture the win. And so when you think of, Players like that, like Maddie Hayden, that's what she is. She's a warrior on the ball field. If you watched the regional last year, she's out there playing. She doesn't feel good. She's got, you know, she's, she just was under the weather with her, um, you know, whatever she had. She didn't have energy. But she, when the game started, she played with everything she had, a warrior for our program. And um, that's what I'm looking for, you know, those type of kids that's going to give us 100% effort no matter whether we're six runs behind or we're six runs ahead. I wanted to look the exact same. I wanted to play the same way. That Cajun softball non-conference schedule will not be easy in its own right. That's right, Coach. Glasgow knows there's a tough schedule requiring a tough team, and that is what he has. What we need to get over this next hump is you know, you go back in history and you look like it, you guys don't remember, but the 1980, 81, 82 Oakland A's, you know, they win the World Series every year and their team batting average 249, you know. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Like, guys, I just want, I want warriors that know how to go out on that field and some way manufacture a win. And not go out on the field expecting a win to come to them. Expect to go out and manufacture the win. You know, football season will be here before you know it. Absolutely. Louisiana and the <laughs> University of Buffalo playing a home-and-home -home football series in 2023 and 2030. Yeah, the Bulls will come to Cajun Field September 23rd and will host the Cajuns September 21st and 2030. And uh, the 2023 matchup will be the first time the two programs have faced off in football.
We shift to basketball on Inside Cajun Nation. Coming up after the break, we look at some players key to the recent win streaks for the men and women's basketball teams. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George here, Karaski there as always, and we're going to talk some hoops now. Cajun men have recently been pretty hot. Louisiana has gotten improved play from one of the of the players, the 10 players that Coach Bob Marlin uses, UL's forward and Karen Crow native Joe Charles, coming out of his shell, so to speak. Coming into the week, he led the conference over the past two games in field goal percentage. His performance versus ULM and South Al helped that, where he was 7 of 8, sparked uh, and had he sparked and added another dimension to the roster. Head coach Bob Marlin now on keeping Joe hot, the key to that. When he's throwing in three-pointers like he is and playing with confidence, um, he really helps our team because he's so good defensively. He helps us all the, all over the place. But uh, it's good to see him having fun. The local guys played well the other night in, in front of a, a, a big crowd. And we've just got to continue to keep Joe's confidence up. Hey, let's talk about the Ranger Cajun women on the road looking to refocus. Louisiana has four tests away from the Cajun Dome. The encouraging things for the Cajuns, one, they play well on the road, even though the record doesn't show it. Mm -hmm. And two. And two. Well, hey, they need consistent play from the guard position, and there is some continued improvement from Alicia Blanton, Coach Broadhead now, on her progress. She's got a good IQ. I think she's going to continue to get better. And she's got some nice size for a guard, and she can rebound. She can do some good things. And I think to me is like, and we talked about her just kind of letting the game come to her and, uh, and being a little bit more patient in what she's doing. But I, I think that's what she's doing, and I think it's getting better. All right, Coach Gary Broadhead's bunch needs continued leadership from the guard position in Destiny Rice. Coach Broadhead says her ability to get to the rack means great things for the Vermillion and White. It's a tough thing. She takes a beating when she does it now. You know, she's a, she doesn't have the lift she used to have because of her knees and stuff like that. But, man, she is tough, man. She's, she's so strong, and she usually gets fouled going to the rim. I mean, that's, we try to get her to, go, to do a lot of those things, you know. And, and people know that. They're playing a little bit off of her because she's not shooting it as well. And so it makes it a little bit more difficult. She gets some charge calls sometimes or push-offs and stuff because she's trying to get in there and, and get into the blocks and the elbows. And Because you know, Deacon's always talking to her about getting to the blocks and the elbows, getting to the blocks and elbows. And she does a pretty good job for us. But you're right, she's very effective when she does those things. Coming up on Inside Cajun Nation, Old McDonald had a basketball court. No, that's not how it goes, right? Uh, that'll make a lot more sense when we return on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away, back in 90. Welcome back to the show. In life, people get many opportunities. Meet a new person, try a new meal, or even take on a new job. In fact, according to the Bureau of Labor, the average worker holds 10 different jobs before the age of 40. That's not exactly the case for UL women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead. He's been the head man for 11 years, and his path here, a unique one. George. Thanks, Karaski. That's right. 10 jobs before 40 and just 12 to 15 jobs in a lifetime. For Raging Cajun head women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead, he's had two professions. We know one, basketball, a true passion for him. The other, 
I was astonished to find out about and had to find out more about the farming coach. This is where we're used to seeing Louisiana Raging Cajun women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead. Walking the sidelines of the program he's built and cultivated for more than a decade. But before he took the whistle and dedicated his life to coaching, Gary learned the value of hard work, not only on the basketball court, but by watching his family and their strong work ethic running various family businesses. They talk about what Cajun people are and they're honest people. I mean, I'm one, even though my last name's Broadhead, I'm really a Patan, Delahousie. I'm, I'm, I got a lot of Gidry. I'm, 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 you know, Gidry's hardware is my grandfather. You know, it's just like, that's all my people, we call it. And, you know, it's just honesty. But learning from the culture, you know, how hard work can really bring you success. And I think that was the biggest thing that I was taught. Gary graduated from USL in 1980, headed from the graduation stage to his father-in-law's farm. We were farmers, you know, uh, growing soybeans and wheat and, and all that uh, right out of high school. It allowed me to coach during the, uh, during the winter times because we didn't have no crop. We grew up not hunting and fishing that much, but playing basketball, you know. And so when I had an opportunity to coach and, and, and do something that, you know, I really loved the farming part of it, you know, I was blessed. To, you know, my father-in-law had a big farm, and I, you know, when I married his daughter, I was able to, to kind of join the big farm, and 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 you know, it was it was learned a lot. Those lessons led him to become the first, and at the time, the only farmer in the region growing cucumbers. The family began to grow cucumbers because soybean prices in the mid '80s started to tail off. Here I am, 20-something years old, and trying to be the first one in Louisiana to try to grow cucumbers for pickles, you know, and Cajun Chef Products, Jimmy B. R. and them were involved in it. Uh, but the, Dr. DeSell here at UL approached our, our farm about doing it, and we started with 10 acres, and that 10 acres led to, you know, 1,000 acres, you know, later on in life. As life tends to do, Gary's two loves, farming and coaching, came to a head. A seed planted by another passionate young basketball coach in the area, STM's Danny Broussard, helped him with that. Danny told him, follow your passion. He said, man, I'm envious of you. Know, but, you know, you're doing what you love. He said, I wish I was coaching. I said, why don't you? And I think he kind of looked at me like I said, it's not too late. And I said, look, I said, you know, Andrew had a nice little shop at the time. I said, well, I've got a nice store, shop. You're making money, income. You, you could probably still do a little bit of farming. Go back and get your degree and become a coach. And about three years later, he gets introduced as the Turling's head coach, and I said, I'll be darned. <laughs> With that extra bit of motivation, Gary began to transition from farmer to coach. He eventually decides with the blessing of his wife to leave the crops and head to the courts full time. And you have to have a wife that's really understanding. That's the number one thing. I would have never been able to do it if she didn't understand what my real passion was, was the coaching stuff. And so here I am, we're doing really well, you know, we built a house, we, I mean, we're really moving forward with the farm. To me, when you try to extend it for more than 20 years, you're going to run into some bad times, and I hadn't really ran into any bad times, and I was kind of concerned about that. I was like, man, we really in a good position, we have a chance to get out and, you know, move into, you know, something that I really want to do, and kind of almost like retiring into the coaching part of it to get some good looks on the transition. Oh, you know that. Thus, a prosperous career began to bud as an AAU coach, high school coach, winning a state championship with Turlings in 2002, then heading to McNeese to get college experience, 
as an associate head coach. And then for the past 11 seasons, leading the Raging Cajun women's team to some of the most successful years in program history, winning 183 games and leading the Cajuns to their first Sun Belt Conference regular season championship and first ever appearance in the women's NIT. So a lot of great things for Gary Broadhead throughout his life, no doubt about that, and it takes over the program. And what's great about this story, Ski, is it, I, I couldn't believe when he told me he was, a, he was a farmer before he was a coach. I was like, I got I to gotta know more about this. He's like, he told me, he said, it's kind of like having a, uh, a good athlete, a great athlete. He had the best land. It was good for him, and it, and it turned out to be pretty prosperous. The land was like his player, and uh, they had exclusive contracts uh, that, that helped them kind of push along. And, and all that land he farmed, it was over by STM, where STM is now. So uh, quite interesting, really impressive little story there as, uh, as Coach Broadhead went from farming to coaching, I just, I just it, it, it blew my mind when he told me that. It's fascinating on how you, how the lessons that you took, the parallels that you can grab from one profession, able to use it there. As he was growing fruits, I mean vegetables, the cucumbers, vegetables, they are vegetables. He's now growing talent, growing players, yeah. and we're seeing that as it progresses in this 11th season. And we we had a chance to talk to him, and he did mention about you know there are some parallels. It's, the hard work, the, the the work you put in, and the progress you see, all kind of is uh, that that's in farming. You put in hard work, you see a result. You put coaching, you put in hard work, you see a result. That's not the only coach you talked to recently, George. <laughs> oh no, we shift to men's basketball next on Inside Cajun Nation as I go one on one with Bob Marlin. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everyone. George Faust here. We've decided to take it on the road for the second time in three weeks, and we are joined by the head men's basketball coach for the Raging Cajuns, Coach Bob Marlin. Coach, thanks for the time. And let's just talk about this, the way the season's going. You guys, heading into this weekend, you guys are on a 10-game win streak. Uh, to have a win streak like that, it, it requires, I guess, Luck and talent, right? Yeah, it's a lot of hard work goes into a lot of preparation. The guys have done a tremendous job. Our staff's done a great job, George. And we've played well in every game. We've won games in different fashion. So it's been a fun streak, and uh, we're excited about trying to keep it moving. You still have, what, about two weeks left, uh, give or take, in the season, in, in, in the regular season. Uh, what do you tell the team about, you know, the way to finish a year off, especially when you've had some success? You know, you might stub your toe a little bit, but, but hey, let's keep, keep moving forward. We've got a good reminder from that because the 2018 team that won 27 wins and, and, and had a school record for a number of wins, won 10 in a row, got beat at Georgia State in a close game, and then we, we rolled off six more in a row, and then we lost the last game on senior night. So we've been through this before, and we just need to stay focused, take it one game at a time, and know that we need to play our best in March. 
when uh, over the past few weeks, uh, some of the, one of the guys that I've kind of like just been really impressed with is, is Greg Williams and, and his ability to kind of. Uh, it seems like he elevated his play over the last few games. Is that something you're seeing and what you're expecting postseason? Uh, this postseason run here. Well, he is elevating his game. There's no question. I think he scored 20 or more points in five or six straight games. He's played excellent defense. He's a leader in our locker room and and captain and. Uh, I, I think the world of Greg, we expected this of him immediately because we saw it in high school, we saw it at St. John's. Last year he had a tough go for a while uh, with a bad back and that, that limited his practice time and then he lost some confidence, but he came on at the end of the year. He played through it and made the all-tournament team and now he's on course to be all-conference. When you look at uh, just the way this team has come together, you've had success when you take these off-season trips and, and you go out of town and, and, and they kind of get together and they, it seems like the chemistry of the team that year is pretty good. You've had success with that in the past. Do you, can you attribute that, those trips in the, in the off-season to, to the success now or, or is it just kind of uh, uh, happenstance? No, I think it's part of the, the journey. And if you go back to 14, we took a team to Spain. We won the tournament with NCAA the next year. 2017, we went to Cuba for a week, and then we came back and, and as we said, won 27 games, school record, so uh, regular season championship. So this year going to Puerto Rico, we felt like our guys were already close. Now we're able to practice more in, in June and July than we used to, so that those 10 extra practices don't really mean as much, but we've been together since day one, and it only strengthened our bond. Yeah, and and what's interesting is I asked you this a couple of weeks ago uh, at one of our regular press conferences about the depth of this team. It, it, it seems like you guys are like I mean, how many do you play? Eight, nine, ten? You you feel comfortable putting a lot of people in? We've played ten basically every night, mm -hmm. and uh, we've got uh, eleven and twelve are good players. They're young, they're and they just having trouble cracking the, the minutes right now. They're both going to be excellent players, but. Uh, usually like to play nine or ten. So when you when you uh, look at uh, kind of setting the, the, the schedule or uh, setting the rest of the season up uh, as, as you kind of move forward, what do you tell the team about uh, staying focused with this, this last stretch run that you guys have? You just continue to do your job. You know, we're more than two, two thirds of the way through conference season, as you alluded to earlier, and we've done a great job of staying focused, preparing, and then carrying the game plan out and the guys are performing. So we're just going to continue that and, and take it game by game and get ready for Pensacola. I wanted to ask you about the, the fans and, and obviously that, that game where the, the, the Cajun chicken returned and uh, it seemed like there was a, a lot of excitement surrounding that. I had over 5,000 uh, fans in the, in the Cajun Dome. Uh, that, that had to be a fun atmosphere to play in. It was a great atmosphere and it was good to see children there. We had a lot of young, young families and basketball teams and they came down the court. Uh, but it was a, a good night for all and I think most people left with a smile on their face Saturday night. What do you look for out of this team moving forward? I mean, what are your expectations? I know, I know you, you know this team pretty well. What do you think this team can do uh, moving forward? And obviously the goal is to get to the tournament, but uh, what are you seeing as a coach? Yeah, we're trying to stay on them and push them, you know, that extra mile and, mm -hmm. and let them dig deep and, and do things that they haven't done before. Uh, you know, we think there's more in some of these guys. So that's our job as coaches to try to pull it out. 
and we're going to continue to to lead and get these guys ready uh, for the tournament. We would like to win the regular season. We'd like to go undefeated at home. We'd like to win the tournament, and we'd like to go win games in NCAA. And if things fall right and we avoid injury, I think we can do it this time. Coach, thanks for the time, as always. Really appreciate it. Uh, you're always welcome on Inside Cajun Nation, no doubt about it. I always love chatting with you. Thanks, George. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.